Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. That's right, it's me and I could be your host if you were, you know, super interested in that happening and having, you know, if you wanted to hear a voice more like, hey, welcome to the podcast, it's Jazzy Jay, like that would, if that would be more pleasant to your ear holes, like when the podcast started, <laughs> you could just head over to patreon.com slash popcornculture and just... Uh, sign up for the Jazzy J tier. That would be that, you know, that would solve your problems for you, I suspect, which I suspect is a big problem. I suspect you had everybody totally on the line. And they were like, yes, completely. Mm-hmm. This sounds amazing. Yeah. You said ear holes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what they are. <laughs> it's it's true. It's true. You know, you know. it's it's funny how uh, to me it's like, you know, sometimes there's like words that make people uncomfy, like 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 moist or yeah. something like that, you know, um, and, and but then it's like neither the word ear nor hole is uncomfortable. But when place together you put them right next to each other they're not so great it remind you know what it shutterific reminds, it reminds me in uh Ant, the the third ant-man movie there's this like blob character who's like obsessed with the number of holes <laughs> people have, and he's like you know he's asking scott how many holes he has and all of a sudden they cut to paul Rudd's face and you can see him like counting and then someone else like fills it in and it's like you have seven and he's like and then and then what's funny is that you can see everyone in the audience suddenly be like yeah, yeah, and you're like, but mm, they didn't count the eye holes, right? Do they not count? Eye holes? I don't think they counted eyes. Do the, do, the, okay, okay, All right. right. I'm just you can take my word for it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> everybody's now uh, now everyone at home is like, wait, how many holes do I? Have? <laughs> <laughs> we we got we got to move on. This, we is gotta, how, yeah. this is how we go. Okay, we can move on. <laughs> ben, I have to. Can I register a complaint? Please do. Please yeah. do. What a great way to start the episode. Yeah, I would like to register a complaint with um Disney classic animated movie Aladdin. Okay. Yeah, look. Oh, all right. Uh, look, we've made a bunch of theories about Aladdin over here on the SCB and we've pointed out a ton of plot holes, but uh, this morning we were I was thinking about it and you know what the the real the real super duper plot hole in Aladdin is um, uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me, let me, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Genie owes Aladdin a wish. Yeah, I mean that's for sure. That's a huge one. See our published works. Um, <laughs> you can see it. The big, the giant, <laughs> obvious. The giant plot hole in Aladdin is that Aladdin's superpower is that he is extremely charismatic and very good at talking to people. Yeah. Like that's his superpower. That's how he wins the fight against Jafar, who's in like full blown evil villain mode. He's like. Hey, I know what you would want even more than this, and that's even more power. Da 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 da. Like he sells Jafar on slavery. You know what I mean? <laughs> like 
Wait, explain that to me. Like he convinces Jafar to become a genie, which enslaves him to the lamp. Oh, oh, like, oh, oh he oh, convinces oh. Jafar to voluntarily enroll in his his own enslavement. Yeah, it, <laughs> you it, know? yeah, right, right, right. It's true. It's like it's like Aladdin. What Aladdin has of like in he's completely unarmed versus like basically like this almighty godlike, you know thing yeah genie genie yeah he's not even a genie yet though what is he before he's the genie he's like just like ultimate the most powerful sorcerer in the world the most powerful sorcerer in the world yeah and he gets like really big right? yeah he gets like he gets really big he's already basically got all of the powers anyway except that the genie gave him the powers right 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 so i i think the the complaint that you're lodging is effectively it's like how, how does aladdin have so much charm and charisma and sort of like street know-how and like everything to do with like you know um like he even like the opening songs like it seems like there are like 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 he's well known amongst the like the, they all know like, him the street everyone, merchants everyone and, in like, agrabah seems to know who he is already right like he's kind of got his own like little like layer of notoriety yeah he's got a little like uh yeah he's got like a reputation about him so the plot hole is that the, i just find it hard to believe that aladdin couldn't find employment of any kind at all <laughs> well and that's the thing it's like because i wonder if like maybe the issue is that like like what what it's like in this world like i wonder if like that that charm and charisma or something is like like maybe there's just like not a uh like a career path there's that, not a that career would, path that would, that would adequately there's a whole use. street of <laughs> merchants where people are trying to con- they're trying to sell people stuff i know but i mean you gotta you gotta like you gotta have a way to uh to to begin uh, selling your wares. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you need some 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 startup. A startup I mean, investor. I'm not saying he even needs to start his own business. Someone just needs to pay him to sell their melons or something. You know, <laughs> yeah. like he needs to be out there pitching people on the street. I don't know. You know, he's got this. He's like this super likable. Extra, these chosen one vibes, literally by the Cave of Wonders, which is another. That's a whole plot hole into itself. Well, yeah, tell me more about that plot hole. The plot hole with the Cave of Wonders, Ben, is that not only do you need to track down both halves of the scarab unite them together chase them into the desert but then you have to uh awaken from the slumber the cave of wonders who says only the chosen one may enter so like why is there this path the diamond yeah the the diamond in only the diamond in the rough may enter basically right right so like what is the point of having a thing that leads you to the cave if anyone other than the diamond in the rough assembles the scarab, you know, and and I it, even this, this feels like one of those things too, like where, where it's like anybody who is the diamond in the rough is not the kind of person who has sought out the scarab in the first place. Right. And that, that to me is probably like the piece of like the, like, like if it is intended to be discovered, it is almost required that part of the discovery of the cave of wonders is on behalf of it's almost like the cave of wonders is more like a, uh, like a, like a trap, you know, kind of like a hole that's been dug in the jungle right. with like, it's like, like a real, it's like a real mirror it. of Arised situation, right? Like right, only yeah. the, only someone could find it 
but only someone who wasn't looking for it. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. So like Aladdin would never be looking for the cave of wonders because but only he could enter it. Right. Yeah. Cause it's, it's yeah. hard. It's hard to be seeking it's, it's, out. It is literally this exact situation. Yeah. Because like right. Harry would never go to the mirror to try and find the stone. A bad guy has to bring him to it, to right. the, to the mirror of wonders. That's true. The mirror oh of wonders. Oh my gosh. Harry is Aladdin. Boy, we're getting all sorts of theory fodder here, man. I know. I know. Yep, I know. Here we go. The, I mean, the other he one also doesn't have parents. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Right. Yeah. Does he get to use? I mean, I was gonna say, does he get magic wishes? He does get magic. <laughs> he does get magic. He does yep, get that's magic. A good point. That's a good point. How does it he turns use out his Aladdin first and Harry Potter are the same story? It turns out they're the same thing. You know, Aladdin has a monkey. Harry has an owl. Roughly the same creature. You know. <laughs> Everybody says it's like it's like really yeah mon- monkeys and owls like I mean they're like they're like one hair away from being the same creature. It, I mean, there's no doubt about it, right? What it's is the beak? A, it's what, the beak. Exa- it's the beak, right? right yes. Yeah. What is an owl but not a winged monkey with a beak? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my everyone's gosh. watching wizard of oz they're like wow is wasn't it great when she when when all the owls attacked they're like owls sorry flying monkeys <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean you know what, you I, know mean. what I mean they're the same they're the interchangeable right aladdin right. is harry potter confirmed also the genie owes him a wish also i i mean i i also have always felt like the i this was like one of those theories that that i think i either stumbled across or something along the way but like it's the idea that um you were not sold on this theory i feel like i feel like i was onto it for like such a long time and you were so not onto it but the idea was just basically that like um at the end of aladdin they take Jafar's lamp yeah. and like heave it off into the distance, you know. Yeah, and then ten thousand years or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, should be plenty of time to like cool down or something. And then like when Genie is like first awakened from the lamp, he's sort of like, "Man, ten thousand years will really give you a crick in the neck." And so the yeah. idea is that like Aladdin's like time traveling, and it's just basically like like the story is like re unfolding over and over and over again and genie is just the former jafar who had gone from red and cooled down to blue and like basically it's just like oh okay all right Right, like he's just gone completely bonkers inside the lamp yeah 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 right i mean it's totally fine as long as you don't count like the return of jafar as, as long as, as you don't, canon, yeah, yeah, right. You yeah. know? Was it was that straight to VHS? Yeah. Then I have no issues. I have okay, no you issues know whatsoever. what? That's yeah. that's good because if you count the King of Thieves, then also he doesn't owe him a wish eventually because he does marry Jasmine and officially become a prince. Ah, um, you know. Yeah, that was the thing that I felt like was three the, movies in <laughs> talking about like things that don't make sense though. Is the other one is that like he wishes to be a prince and then like and it's like for some reason it's like it doesn't count. So it's just sort of like did he wish to be a prince wrong did he wish to look like a prince i know it's because like, it's like like eventually the uh, jafar uses it to wish to like just become the sultan and it's like he just is the sultan now yeah and i know it's like it's like why uh, isn't aladdin just actually a prince i know and it's like oh not a prince it's just aladdin and it's like no but he wished to be a prince so he is a prince you know right yeah it's right, like, like it's like just because you change his clothes again doesn't mean he's not a prince now right all you did was change clothes first of all jafar right yeah, yeah. It, it feels like it feels like one of those things where where it's like almost the moment that he wished to be a prince, there should have appeared an entire city right. that had always known that their prince was a man named Aladdin, and they would recognize him if they saw him, and it would just sort of be like like this is the extent of the genie's magic, like right. that is what it means you in order to be a prince, exactly. you have to be a prince of somewhere. Got to be a prince of somewhere. I think that does happen in the live action, right? Like Jasmine's like, I've never heard of this place. Oh uh, yeah, and, and then like, they look at the map and it's like. 
Well, there it is. <laughs> well, Weird. Well, well, I'll be. Son, I just, I've been missing it. You know, honestly, this was one of the funniest things, too, that when we were uh, preparing for the live action version of the Beauty and the Beast, we had gone through that movie, which also is just completely riddled with plot holes. Yeah. And it felt like in the opening five minutes of the live action Beauty and the Beast, they were just like, all right, we solved all of them. <laughs> yeah. They're like, listen, listen, we want to tell the story again, and we don't want to hear any of your annoying complaints. So they're all solved. Got it? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we done fixed it. We done fixed it. Why don't all the village people remember that they had this... A king. A king, yeah. Right. Certainly <laughs> one horse ride away where the castle is, he is royal he is the prince of them right right right, right. yes yes and and all the all the people who work inside of beast castle like someone must have been their families yeah right like no one realized that like wait a minute my husband went to work at the castle today and literally no i saw downton abbey all right you know right. those people have families that work at the at the man at, at downton right right yeah or, or just like school teachers when you're a little kid and you're like wait yeah. you have a life outside of here excuse me i'm pretty sure you live here where do you sleep yeah it must be it must be like over there near the cubbies yeah you know in that spot right i think it i think at hogwarts that is what they do they just sort of sleep like at the castle this is yeah it, that is like one of those big questions it's like what like do they just commit their lives to teaching i know like it's like or if you're snape you just don't sleep at the castle because you're awake at night all night every night when do you sleep oh my god maybe he's like a real hardcore power napper and it's oh. like you know he's <laughs> <laughs> just like snape is into power napping right like, he's like big he's, time. he's read that like uh i think i think there's something like I mean, I'm, I'm sure i'll get the faction wrong but like yeah like the navy seals or something know how to do this like seven minute power nap where you like lay on your back at like in front of your couch on the ground and then like you like elevate your feet and put them at like a right angle so like they're resting thing on like the surface of the couch and i believe that if you can fall asleep in that position uh for seven minutes then i guess like the way like the blood flow and everything works it's supposed to be like super reinvigorating oh, and you're, man. Like, ready to go again i suppose it is extremely possible that snape being the potions master is like has some sort of um like sleep invigoration potion or, or just like this is like my power nap potion right. I'll be like between <laughs> classes I'm gonna grab a, grab a few Z's and I'll, it'll effectively be a full night's sleep or alternatively has potions that make it such that he does not need to sleep so Ooh. although they've never addressed that it feels like something that could come up but it I guess it is it, it feels magically possible to be manipulating these things. It does feel magically possible. I think the other uh, v v possible explanation-ish type thing, we mm -hmm. once upon a time made a theory that uh, Snape is just a vampire. Also that. And, you know, it's just like, I don't know. If, do vampires sleep? Or do they sleep during the day? They sleep during the day. They sleep during the day. Yeah. So we know that Snape. he doesn't sleep during the day. But yeah. he does close all the windows when he goes into the Defense Against true. the Dark Arts room. So. That's true. And he like, normally works in the dungeon, so he's like, avoiding sunlight. He is avoiding sunlight, yeah. And he's he seems... often described to look like a bat. Although I think like true vampires can transform into like lots of animals, but it's just like famously a bat. You know, this is like one of those like massive gaps in my in my like uh, fantasy lore is I actually I feel like I know astonishingly little about vampires. Oh, well, in I, general, I want to say that uh, just this week we bought a copy of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Which, oh yes, we did indeed. Which I want to say is like the the source material for most things vampire. Okay, okay. 
So we'll have to we'll have to we'll have to leave through it. I get you know get, if you've got some spare time to read uh, you know a classic. <laughs> yeah, we got one of those like big leather bound ones with like yeah, the gold leaf pages. Really fancy, oh, super gorgeous. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, we'll we'll eventually be able to solve that. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, uh, apparently, uh, basically the the case in point that we're really trying to make here to bring it full circle is that it just seems like it seems like. Like it had ZipRecruiter been available, Aladdin would have been golden. Right. Yeah. You know. You know. Instead of diamond. It ha. seems like. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Like Harry, who is gold. Who is gold? Know, who <laughs> is who is the philosopher's stone in human form? Yes. Yeah. That man. We, I remember we were we were uh, we took the trip to the history of magic exhibit in London once upon a time, and we saw the giant. Uh, the Ripley Scroll. The Ripley Scroll, mm-hmm. which is like a real-world artifact that was su- supposedly like the method as to how you create the Philosopher's, the Philosopher's Stone. Stone. Yeah. Um, and there is this like amazing piece of it where like at some point it like all funnels down and there's these like three orbs that like come together that like are like the final ingredients or something. And one of them is a white orb. One of them is a black orb and one of them is a red orb. Yeah. And like our whole thing was like, I, I remember like while we were there with like the curator of the exhibit and you know, they're they kind of like watching us like ooh and all over everything. And like we're scrolling down and we're like, wait a second, white, red, black, black, like, Albus means white means white uh Rubeus yeah means red and Sirius Sirius black black. and they're like black like Harry's three like surrogate father figures you know that step in and it's Mm -hmm. like what like what what? Harry is the philosopher's stone I I like that was like you know that I've even been thinking about that, that particular one this week because like I think we were talking about it and it's like oh yeah Harry like goes on to have these three people like act as father figures in his life like no no it gets even better literally the night he is attacked by Voldemort all three of these people handle him. Yes. You know, yes, like exactly. Sirius it's like, shows up that he gives Harry to Hagrid who gives him to Dumbledore. And it's like, and literally the thing that he has done, the, so the philosopher's stone has two key uh, characteristics. Yeah. And this is, this is like real world. Like Nicholas Flamel was like a, like an actual human being, but yeah. I mean, the philosopher's stone is not a real thing as yeah. far as we know, but they turn objects to gold um, and also provide uh, like the elixir of life. So right. you can basically just like live forever and ever and ever. Yes. Um, um, you can be, you, you know, someone who lives like a, a boy who lives like a boy who a boy yeah. who lives. Look at that. It's right there. It's, <laughs> it's right the there in the name words. Yeah. Um, and he o- ultimately becomes master of death in the end of the story. Spoilers. Um, but then, like, in addition to that, like, Harry is just so highly associated, like, with gold, which is just like, with, like this mm-hmm. kind of like very unexplained otherwise, like, like in universe. But like, you know, his polyjuice potion turns gold. Like when uh, his wand acts of its own accord, it shoots golden flame like during the, the Battle of the Seven he, Potters. He's like the seeker who hunts the golden snitch. Right. He has a Gringotts vault full of gold. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there's, I mean, he's just, it, it's just, it's so, it's so interesting. It's like, oh my gosh. I know. Like, like Harry like, is the Philosopher's Stone. Harry is the Philosopher's Stone. It's I so crazy. It. Uh, yeah. It's one of my favorite theories ever. And it's like one of those just like absolutely, totally canon things in my mind that this was the intent. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I mean, I have, I have no idea how we pulled it off, but the, the opening segment of today's episode was able to juggle Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, and Harry Potter all at once. Yeah, right. Well, as we established, Aladdin basically just is Harry Potter, so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, but, right. I mean, really, we weren't juggling those. The Cave of there. Wonders is the mirror of Erised. 
you know, uh, that's uh, the genie is the philosopher's stone. Right. Right. Naturally. You know? Naturally. No big deal. There you go. Anyway, Something transition. Like that. Transition. Okay, Jay. So I, I have a, I have like this like interesting uh, uh, state of mind that I find myself in once again, and um, I'll be curious to see whether or not you have the same plight. But okay, um, as a recording, I believe it is August twenty fifth, which mm. means that uh, football season is Ayo. just around the corner. Um, which also means that like this is the time of year. Uh, I'm the I'm the commissioner for for two different leagues, but Ayo. to um, communicate with and establish the uh, fantasy football right. Uh, you know, like the organization for the, you know, the rest of the year. And it is, uh, it is so funny because it happens to me every single year in the same way. Yeah. But like this time of year will come about and I will sort of like know that it, like that I have like, I have accepted the responsibility of being the person who organizes and, and sets, you know, puts that all this stuff together um, and communicates with the people and collects dues and stuff like that. And I'm every single year. It's like, I will eventually be obsessed with fantasy football and I will have so much fun like researching and digging and like when I'm like watching the games like I to be honest at this point in time like I I don't really have a massive allegiance to a specific team so much as I just like enjoy watching like stories unfold and looking for like my players on the field right and sort of like seeing like those narratives play out um which I honestly find to be like a lot more fun because as a kid, it was the complete opposite where I only had a team that I cheered for. And basically if they weren't playing, then I really, really, really could not be fussed over any other, any game other on the other game that's on. Yeah. yeah. Like I, w- I would have buddies who would be like, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, it's Sunday. So I'm just going to like watch football all day. I'm like, why? 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 Like, like are you, yeah. Like, it's you, like, is it just working out that every team you like happens to be playing the exact order that the you know broadcasts are working out? Right. Yeah. And that yeah. was not the case. They were they were just similarly interested in just like watching all of football, seeing right. like what all the different things that were going on. And I was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. So, but anyway, the thing is, is that I I will ultimately, and I know that I will ultimately end up loving doing fantasy football this season. Uh, however, at this time of year, before like the ball has been like properly kicked off, I don't care. Like. And it's like, I I know that I will. I know that I will care, but I am like having to like overcome this, like otherwise just sort of like, do I even want to do it again this year? And it's like, mm-hmm. I, you do, you do, you do want to do it, it again have this fun year. With it. But like, but like, I can't trust, I can't trust my memories even. I'm like, maybe it was just a last year thing. Like maybe, maybe that ship has sailed and this interest has gone forever and whatever. Do you, do you have this problem? We're in the same leagues. Yeah, so. no, I, I absolutely do. There's like, I will get like the little emails that you've made like an update. That's like, Oh, the quest for the sacred George league has been activated again. That's the name of our league, by the way. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's the so quest for the sacred George. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I, don't, I can't even remember how the joke has originated but it is it has been the the name of the league for so long that um you know that's 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 all i know about it now um so i will start getting the emails and i'll be like the first one the the number one thing that always makes it feel like a chore is that it means it's it's the time of year where i have to try and log into my yahoo account again yeah, which i do exactly one which time i per know year. i do it like once and like no matter what it's been like it's been like um seven months since you've logged into this account can we uh confirm that you're real and you're like i have to get into this exact one 
because it's the one associated with the league. And I just, it's like, I think, I think at some point they allowed you to start signing into Yahoo with, with your G- Google account. Yeah. It's like, it was just like, use Gmail to sign you. in. It's, yeah. a, it's less of a problem now, but for a while it was like, this is going to be a giant chore. Oh I'm really gosh. glad that Yahoo just set their pride aside and they were like, and you know, at one point in time, everybody had a Yahoo email. Now they don't, now we they get don't. it, but we still have, we still have our, our grip on fantasy football. That's right. So. We still have the premier fantasy football experience. Yeah. So, you know, um, so I, I got in there and then it's like the the draft will be coming up and it's like I'll start to feel this like pressure of like I am like I haven't really kept up with anything in the off season at all and I can't like there was a time in my life where I would wake up and I would listen to sports radio on the way to work and then I would get to work and I would have ESPN radio on in the background all day and then I would drive home and I would listen to sports radio and then on the weekend I would watch football and I felt like I just sort of I I knew it all I was like I'm, I'm up to date on the players and everything and I'm like like I had to be reminded that Aaron Rodgers wasn't on the Packers this year, you know. <laughs> right, like, right, right, right. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Okay, I am super up to date on it. Got it. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. So, so I'm like, yeah, it feels like I need to do like a bunch of preparation and homework to like you know, make sure I'm competitive in fantasy football and like that that's going to involve going to a bunch of websites and doing looking at a bunch of lists and trying to determine what my draft order is going to be and then like should I do like some like pre like draft you know, practice rounds or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Um, See, that's what I did last year. I I did like the, I did like the pre-drafts before going into the the, the actual one. And it was like, I think I did like three of them and I got like A pluses on all three. And then we did hours and I got like a C minus. And I was like, well, there's that. Yeah. So I remember, yeah, I remember last year I, I had, I felt like I had a plan going in and I think I pretty much executed it and it w- and it paid off very well yes, um, until, yeah. until the, the very final game where I was in the Super Bowl against your wife, Alice. Yep. And it all came down to basically like this final uh, Buffalo Bills game of the season. When and you had like Josh Allen. Yeah. Uh, I had, I had like my quarterback and like one of the like wide receivers, so two of my high scoring players usually and Alice had like the kicker for the other team or something. Right. And she was like winning by like a couple points. So it was like, I'm pretty likely to get ahead. I think uh, she might have been ahead by like 10 points or something. So it was like, as long as everything goes mostly according to plan, I should come out ahead. Right. But that was that was the game that famously where like DeMar Hamlin got like severely injured on the field. And right. I which felt I was, like the, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Which was just like the whole. I, that was like one of those. I couldn't even believe that game. It felt like there was like just like the right like ripple in the air where everyone, no matter what football team you like, was like, I'm, I'm watching the Bills game tonight. Right. You know? Yes. Like, yeah. For some like reason, every, it was like this. Yeah. It must have been the Super Bowl for a lot of people. Yeah. I guess. Been, that could have yeah. been the case or whatever. But like, I remember we were sitting at like I, everyone I knew happened to be watching this game and it was like then all the, the like the spectacle unfolded and it was you know um he, he's all fine now and stuff but but man, it was terrifying it was terrifying yeah. and the ultimate end result was that they just like canceled that game and I didn't get any points so I know yeah so <laughs> and they didn't like, reschedule it and then there was like well this is how fantasy ends for you it was like no I know I know it's so frustrating to have like made yeah. it to like the like you know that whole season and 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 sort yeah. of like I don't know, but, but yeah, you're right. I mean, like that's the, that's like at the beginning of the season, it's like the strategy you want. And then like yeah. and you, you want to, cause that's the thing too. Yeah. I think that's how I ultimately feel when I get into it is that like 
when I'm in the season and when I'm having fun with it, I am like, I'm like super invested. I'm like reading like the breakdowns and I'm looking at like rankings and reading like expert consensus analysis and type of mm-hmm. th- those types of words and stuff are probably right. on those pages. Um, and I'm like, but, but I'm always like, I wish at the beginning of the season, I, I cared as much as I know I will in six weeks. I know because, right, yeah. because in six weeks, that version of me would be way better at preparing for what's about to come the next like week. And anyway, yeah. so that's not happening. But it's like, why, how is it that you get so invested and have so much fun with it, but then end up like feeling like it's not even worth it. I know the moment know. like it happens. I think I experience this a lot when it comes to like doing um, like creative things sometimes. Okay, yep, yep. Like where I'll be like some, like people, like people will tell me all the time, Oh, you're so creative. Like you do other things. And I'm always like, I'm really, I don't, I, you know, I don't know about that. Um, and like sometimes I'll like go to work on stuff and I'll feel like I don't have like any approach to it. I don't know what I'm doing, but like after like two or three minutes of like tinkering around with the thing, it'll be like, okay, well, what if I try this? And then, oh, that's pretty fun. Like, oh, this is good. Okay. Like, uh, well, I can try it this way now. And it's like suddenly like it'll get flowing again. Right. It's like yep. even though it eventually always gets to the point <coughs> where like I am experimenting and having fun and like trying different things and like arriving at a cool solution, like I never am able to like believe that it will happen again yes yeah yeah no i i know what you mean it's it's definitely like sometimes you feel like you've you've caught like lightning in a bottle and you are like man well that was so much fun but that was just that one time right like like and there's no way that i'll be able to like like recapture the magic Mm -hmm. and and i remember you know it's funny because i've had like i've had both schools of thoughts like i remember as a kid occasionally there'd be like an instance like where um our younger brother and i would be like out on the trampoline and we would be like you know like ninjas and pirates or something like right. that. And we were ninjas and we were fighting the pirates that like were attacking the trampoline <clears throat> ship. And like, you know, so the, the whole idea was that it was just like really fun to like jump in the air and do like air kicks and karate right. chops. And, you know, just like, like, you felt like an action hero, but it was like, we went out there, we created the game, we started playing it, like, we had it in our heads for, like, for that hour space of time. Right. And, and then, like, you know, sometimes it would be like, oh, man, that was so much fun. Like, we go inside, we'd be like, you know, talking about it and stuff like that. And then, you know, it'd be like a future day, I'm like, should we try to play, like, you know, Pirates and Ninjas again or something? And you go out there, and it was just like, we had it that day. Yeah. But now it kind of feels like, now it feels like all we're really doing is like repeating the moves that right. we did. Yeah, you're not that like day. you're not like inventing a narrative or creating something new. It's like I've like I, this is all. It's not you're not you're not you're no longer creating. You're like re. Yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And and so like I think sometimes I would find that like I would go back out there and I'd be like. Yeah, you know, it was like, I, and, and the thing is, is that it's like, it's not like discount the amount of fun that I had the first time. It's just like, I can't find it again. You know, it's like, like that day, like everything, like just like the stars aligned, so to speak. And it was, it was great. But like now, you know, I don't know if I really want to do it again. But like then on the flip end of things, you know, I feel like there's, there is like these seasonal type of activities, like skiing and snowboarding is another one where, um, like all throughout the year, like I'll, I'll like covet, you know, like the, the weather, the opportunity, like the weekends, like, you know, it's like, oh, like nothing will be better than like, the day when we can go and and like get up early in the morning and you stop and you get like the greasy biscuit on the way and you drive the three hours to the mountain and you're there for rope drop and you go the whole day mm-hmm. and you know like uh like we always uh like like pbr you know is sort oh, of yeah. like the like the like the mountain yeah. beer that we'll drink at the lodge at the bottom and stuff and 
like all throughout the year, I'll hold that magic in my head and I will like love it and I will crave it and I will like, you know, like, like wish for it. And then like a lot of times, like it will become winter and people be like, you want to try and do like a, like a, like a Saturday day trip this weekend? And I'm like, seems like a lot of work. Like, you know, I've had a long week and I just want to sleep in. Right. Gotta, it's okay. I'm going to be like, if I get up uh, early, I'm going to be exhausted. Gotta find someone to watch Addy and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, right. Yeah. 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 yeah, Exactly. Um, and, and so it's, it's so funny though, because, because I often, I do, I go through circuits like this so frequently, like with different aspects of my life. And, and I think I even remember as a kid, uh, very frequently it would, it would be the same thing. Like, you know, you'd, you'd have a toy that like, you'd have so much fun playing with. Um, and then you try to go and like revisit it. And, and sometimes what would happen is you'd go and revisit and you're like, now I remember why this was so much fun. Right. You know, like, um, and, and it's, it's like, Oh my gosh, I'm just glad I pulled out this slot car game again. Yeah. Um, well, well, I mean, Ben, bad example. Slot cars are always fun a thousand percent of the time. It's okay? true. It's true. If we I should get one of the office, we should get some slot cars at the office. Oh, we could man. really do it. We really, I mean, God, we really could though. Get some <laughs> little styrofoam trees and stuff, yeah, you know, like, yeah, little, like little, make like, them like race around the walls and things. Ooh, Ooh, and yeah. I'm getting some, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this, this exact phenomenon could happen to me like an almost daily basis it feels like okay we're like sometimes like um like with uh, like i will be thinking in my head like about you know saturday where i'm like okay i'm gonna try out a different or a, a, a deck of pokemon cards or something at the tournament this week okay or something yep, 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 yep. and i'll be like okay and like i've got like a, a fun idea in my brain and i'll be thinking about it i'm like okay so i'm gonna make sure i bring home all the things i need to make this and like as soon as the kids go to bed i'm just gonna like sit at the table and i'm just gonna like put this all together and then it's gonna be ready and it'll be great and i can't wait and i'll be looking forward to it and i'll be like okay i'm at home i'm like okay it's almost it's almost time to put the kids to bed i'm about to be able to work on my cards and that's like i'm putting the kids to bed i'm about it's like we're almost there i've got my backpack right downstairs and then i'll like put luke to bed and i'll like be walking down the stairs and like as i'm walking down the stairs i'm like i don't know i'm just gonna watch tv you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, like i'll be like like barreling towards it with so much enthusiasm and like the moment it's there i was like no nah, never mind i don't mind you know what? <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like I've been, I've been so excited about this all day but at this point in time it's like is it, is it even worth my effort yeah and i wonder what that is you know it's like i mean this is this is like probably the the central psychology between behind like you know the, the grass is always greener or that constant like well if i can just you know um if i can just like get out of this like one negative situation like everything else about my life will be will be perfect right you know and it's like and then you get out of the situation and you're like turns out there are other negative things that i can now pay more attention to yeah you know it's like it's almost like your your brain's got a threshold for it um that like it's it's like looking to fill um but yeah no i i i definitely like i i Cause I, cause I get it, you know, like I've, I've had this situation so many times in my life. I remember, um, like before moving into, uh, my house that I, that I live in now, uh, that I was still living in the house. You had already moved out that we had started super Carlin brothers in. Yes. Uh, and we had like a little bit of like a landlord situation where it was just kind of like, it, it, it was definitely like by the end of it getting like really, uh, frustrating. And I think people have been there before, you know, it's like when you have, you have like a difficult landlord, it can just be complicated and and it's like you kind of it's like when you're like living inside of the space you start to like not feel like you're even at home when you're at home which is like Mm -hmm. a a really 
hard right you like know you sensation have no, to like, have. yeah it's like safe place yeah and and so i remember like you know like the last like because the the closing um I, I feel like they've gotten so much faster now because the whole real estate market seems like it's in in a frenzy but um i think at that point in time it took me like 60 days ish to do closing and so it was like my last like two months that i was going to be living at this other house right and i remember just like i would drive past um my 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 new home like every day on like the way home from like work and stuff like that and i would always just sort of like like drive by really slowly and just try to like soak in as much of it as i could yes so like give me like good feelings so that like when i got to you know to the old house i would sort of like be like okay but like but it's but it's there it's almost there it's like as soon as i get to leave like i won't have to deal with that problem anymore this like piece of overhead will be gone for my life like you know i will be able to like finally like focus and relax and like you know what have you yeah and then and then it was sort of and, and to be fair there was a great grace period for a while where it was like <sighs> uh, right yeah like this is i'm out from that umbrella yes yeah, yeah but but you know ultimately um it, it's sort of like i guess like the just the the reality of things that it will inevitably find its way right like yeah, other yeah. yeah there will be other things as other, well other stressors yeah but. dude it's so funny they used to do that i remember i think the closing for um when when the the house that beth and i first moved into um after like i uh like while we were engaged like she didn't actually move into the house until after we were like married married right yeah. but we like bought the house like three months earlier so i just lived there like by myself for three months but the the closing because the house had been on the market for like um six months so the other person was like long moved out oh so right, the right closing right, was yeah. only like 10 days or something oh my gosh yeah and i remember during those 10 days i was like still uh i was still working at the concert venue and there was like one day for lunch i remember i went and got subway and i just went to the house like we didn't quite own it yet but also no one lived there and i was like i will own it in 10 days right and i right, remember yeah. there was like this little stone bench in the backyard and i just sat on it and ate my sandwich was like oh my gosh yeah <laughs> that's so like, special i know i was like i don't know if i'm supposed to be here or not but who's gonna stop me <laughs> right yeah. right no that's so cool that's yeah. so cool it's just like just to just to like be near it just to touch it just yeah. to be like oh my gosh like this is about to be like where I, i'll oh be my God, i will come here all the time right soon oh man that makes me emotional that's crazy to think yeah. about yeah i love that though it, it really is it, it was such a such a thrilling and exciting time like yeah kind of right going through those those stages those stages yeah. um it, it is wild to me to think back even about like um i remember filming uh opening the door to my house for the first time like i walked up to the front door which i never use which was so funny so right, like, yeah. I, I like when i bought the house i entered through the front door and it may have been the only time i've ever entered through that door it is so funny how some houses are like that like where you there is an obvious front door and it is the front door of the house but for some reason it's like that's not the one you ever use yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no and it's what, what is hilarious about that too is that like um i've talked about this a lot throughout the years but like i'm i'm i really like tending to like my yard and like mowing my lawn and like you know raking leaves and like you know doing like all the edging and like all that type of stuff and everything um so like i i do really enjoy making my house look very neat uh but one of the things that happened was um when i moved in there was a gigantic tree that was um out front and center in front of my house that was like on like that strip on the other side of the sidewalk oh right that the the city i guess at some point in time deemed um like unhealthy or too big or something like that so like they took it down um and when they came through they um you know they chopped up the stump and everything but they just left like all the um all like the wood chips there so like no grass has really grown in and the only thing that does kind of grow in this particular space is just these like really unsightly like very quite large like weeds Mm. um and i weed around my house 
all the time. However, I have a fence around my house and this is outside of the fence and it's in the front where I never venture to. Right. And so the other day I was, I was coming home on a walk like with Addison and I was like pulling up with the stroller and I was like, there's just like a giant cluster of weeds directly in front of my other li- otherwise like, you know, manicured lawn. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, Ben, how have you had this oversight that like anyone else who's looking at your home mm-hmm. is looking at it from this angle looking in. Yeah. And there's just this huge, like, like plop of weeds. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There is, um, when that for a, a, a while there was, as you, as I drive down the hill, like the road that like leads to my neighborhood, there's like this big hill you have to drive down and like towards the bottom, there's like, there's this uh, bridge. And for like, I don't know, a month, there were these, yes, giant weeds, like, you know, four or five feet tall weeds growing up, like at the cluster where like the bridge met the road or something. Okay. And there's like a little patch of grass there. And they were just like leaning, not quite into the road, but like leaning into your field of view. Yep. And yep. It was, I mean, they were massive and they were just like, it like clearly this giant eyesore. I'd have to drive past them every single day. And it was like, you know, you're already in the car. You're on like a moving road. There's not even like a stop sign there or anything. Right. Like so many times I was like, why? Like, like I, I have half a mind to literally just walk down here and pull these weeds. Oh my like, gosh. So they're so ugly. It's so annoying. And it feels like every day you're going to hit them. And you're like, why hasn't whoever's supposed to be responsible for this been responsible about it yet? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so nobody ever did. Yeah. I mean, I think I don't, I don't know. It's not a problem presently. Okay. But maybe they died off their own accord or or someone finally hit them with their car, or someone finally took care of it. But it was, yeah, it was very annoying for the a idea, long time. The idea, and I know that this isn't what you mean, but the idea of somebody driving their car to destroy weeds, yeah, like, yeah. like feels like such a such a massive not the way to do it. But I, that is now what I'm picturing is like somebody be somebody else like you who's like driving to work, like that's it, that's, that's it. it. I'm that's just gonna it. just kind of veer over and, and carve right through these weeds, <laughs> and they are no more. They're gone. We're good. Dead We're weeds. Good. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I did go out the other day and pull the weeds in front of my oh, house. Nice. We'll I, see I, you I, taking care yeah, of it. You've I done did. the thing. To be fair, though, it's literally like like 45 steps from my front door. Yeah. So um, it, it's probably was more embarrassing that I that I had not done it sooner mm-hmm. than, than this particular occasion. But it's done. It's done. So in case Whew. you're in case you're wondering, we're all good. We're all good. Nice. Time for another transition. All right. Popcorn culture is supported by Shopify. If you've ever purchased a candle, coffee, tea, or t-shirt from us, then you've actually interacted with our own Shopify store. Now, in case that's not clear exactly what that means, allow me to explain. Coming up with great merch can be a challenge, and figuring out where and how to sell that merch used to feel like just as difficult, until we found Shopify. Shopify is your no-excuses business partner. You can sell without needing to code or design, just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop in no time. Long before I ever uploaded my first video to YouTube, I tried opening an online store for a past business selling aquarium stuff, as you know I did in a past life, and what I came up with was so complicated. It was the major blockade to creating merch for us for the longest time. That's where Shopify's standout feature must be its user-friendly interface and flexibility. It empowers users, regardless of technical expertise, to create and customize 
their online stores easily. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by June's Journey. Okay, so y'all know how we love a good Easter egg in a movie. It's like the creators are just winking at you from the screen, being like, hey, if you know, you know. Well, to spot these, I often feel like my eyes are on just maximum alert, scanning every little nook and cranny of every scene. But I've got to tell you that June's Journey takes this concept to a whole new level. With a murder mystery backstory, you enter room after room and are tasked with quickly locating specific specific objects to progress through the story. And let me tell you what, I assumed I'd be good at this, but I must have played the estate parlor room like 10 times trying to clear it faster. Then there's this whole like customization aspect where you can build out your island as you earn points. It starts as like a beautiful estate, then you can add gardens, fountains, walking paths, and so much more. So find out who murdered June's sister and get lost in the roaring 20s and discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Marvel Strike Force. Okay, so are you guys like me? Like where you watch the Avengers, you're like, wow, Nick Fury has no idea how to assemble a team. I would make so many changes. Well, with Marvel Strike Force, you can do just that. Because this game is all about engaging in epic battles, strategically assembling your team of heroes and villains to stop the evil Ultimus. But it is really not just about the battles. I mean, Marvel Strike Force offers an immersive storyline, stunning graphics, and a vast roster of characters to collect an upgrade from Spider-Man to Captain America, Doctor Strange, Doctor Doom to Black Panther, the entire Marvel Universe is yours to explore. So seriously, it doesn't even matter if you're a hardcore Marvel fan or not, or whether you're just looking for like an action-packed RPG experience, download Marvel Strike Force now on the App Store or Google Play Store and join millions of players worldwide and unleash the power of the Marvel Universe on your mobile device. Plus, this is kind of the cool thing and maybe why you want to do it like right now is because the Deadpool anniversary event is going on right now. So there's like weekly events and bonuses. And if you complete each event, you receive special awards and skins and all that fun, cool cosmetic upgrade stuff. And and we have a unique promo code for every new user. So please follow the link in our description. That's how they know you came from us and use the promo code MAXPOOL. And once again, thank you so much to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. Okay, Ben, okay. I'm um, reaching like these interesting phases of parenthood Ooh, at the moment, okay. I think. All right. So, well, I mean, Luke is, you know, just started going to school and stuff. So we're, we're definitely like on a, on a brand new field of play. Yes. It feels like yes. where he's got, you know, the, he's got to adjust to that and like the new classroom and like a new kind of schedule that will sort of eventually be the routine of his whole life, you know, or for a long time. Right. As is the school. Um, but, you know, he's got a you know, new teacher, new kids, and just adjusting to it. And then he's got, like, the new bed. I think I talked about that last week. So he's going through a bunch of new stuff here. But it is, like, um, it is interesting to me, like, when you're in the phase of life where your kids constantly go through a bunch of, like, different phases with stuff. Yeah. Because, like, I, I remember when, like, they were, like, very little. Those phases could be, like, a week or something. Yes. You know, where you'd be like, okay. I finally got adapted to the new routine. 
he is he's waking up at three in the morning and at five in the morning. And you know what? Now that I'm adjusted to it, I think I'm okay. And it'd be like, yeah, that's great. Now it's four in the morning and then uh, five in the morning. And uh, you're just going to be up for that much and you're not getting sleep anymore. And you're like, okay, right. One week later, okay, I think I've got it. My body's adjusted to it. No, it's gone again. Changed. Yeah, you know, no, whatever. I, I, I have this with the, like, with, you know, when you're when you're going through, uh, like, the process of having a child and there's, like, the showers and you're getting, like, all the various, like, bits and bobs that you'll eventually need to, like, care for the child, like, the child themselves. There were so many objects that, like, for the first six months, uh, there was this, like, kind of donut bed thing that we could, like, kind of bring with us, like, to, to different rooms or whatever. And, like, Bobby. You, yeah, you could, like, set it out, like, you know, on the couch right next to you and she could, like, sleep in the thing. And yeah. I was like, I was like, this is worth it its weight in gold yeah. like it is the most valuable thing that i have you know that that aids in my caring for my child right. is, is this circular piece of like yeah you know memory foam fabric thing exactly yeah. yeah it's like nothing is better than this and then it was like past like five months it's like w we never used it ever again and it was just gone from memory completely right and it was like how is it that this was my most vital tool and the, and then one day it just it simply wasn't right or similarly like we had like the little sink bathtub that we could give Addie like a bathtub or a bath in our, our kitchen yes. sink yep you know it was like I had it like strategically located it was in a great spot oh, it was the, always dry the like, evolution of the bath I remember this too like we used to have yeah we had like this little tub you put it in the sink and you use that for a while and then eventually we had to like take one of the inserts out and then it was a little bit bigger yep and then eventually it was like okay now we got to move the whole thing up to the bathtub because now he can like kind of do that we don't have to do it in the sink anymore so now you sit in like the like the tiny tub in the big tub and then eventually we remove the tiny tub all together and now you're just sitting in the bath yeah great yep although i gotta say i miss sink bath so much because uh i could stand next to her and and mm -hmm. do everything and now uh like my uh, we only have one full bathroom in our house and it's quite small and there's like the, the toilet is right next to the bathtub. Yeah. So like in order to like sit in there, you're sort of like you're on like kind of like on your knees on the tile floor directly in front of it. And like it's just such an uncomfortable like position. Oh, no, dude, you got to get the um, we had this thing. It was like literally for this exact it was like for giving kids baths. It was like a knee pad. And then this other little thing that like you, it was like a, um, a pad for your elbows that sort of like you draped on top of the side of the tub. Wow. What? Yeah. And so you could like you and, and like it was like one of those things that was like, how big of a deal is this? And it was like, it's a, a big deal. It's a huge deal. Oh Definitely get the knee pad, elbow pad. OK, resters. I need you to <laughs> mirror me a link. ASAP okay, I because will. This is my least favorite thing oh, about no. bath time, yeah. which is otherwise completely adorable. Yeah, no, I, I will definitely hook you up with that because that is a game changer. OK, for sure. OK, good to know. I should yeah. have asked you sooner. I don't know why. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right now. I have the tiny tub that used to be the sink tub and it just sits in the linen closet because we kept it anticipating needing more kids, but then the twins have uh, gone through the entire cycle now, and it's like, now we can just get rid of this tub, right? Like, it's just gone. It's just, just it's, we can, it can leave. Yeah, it can leave. Right. I, I believe yeah. it can leave. Anyway, the point is, for a long time, when they're like kids, the phases come and go, and the, the nature of the phases is that they are different kinds of inconvenient. Okay, like, yeah, you sure, know, sure, sure. It's yeah. like, you, it's changed, and it's not really more convenient. It's just inconvenient in a different way. Yep. And then yep. eventually you reach a stage where it's like every stage, it actually, they're like really progressing. So it's like every stage actually is like you've cleared this thing. Now it is actually more convenient overall. Right. Like okay. You, okay. you now sleep through the whole night. 
Yes. Amazing. Yes. So our, yeah. our version of this was, was, you know, at some point in time, you know, you were feeding every so many hours, which meant that like through the course of the night, Allie and I would like divide up who got like the first six hours of sleep, you know, because, and so it'd be like, you know, my night, your night, my night, your night. And it was cause right. it was like, you know, you'd feed it like 10 and then again at two and then again at six or whatever. Right. Um, and I remember like when we were able to like peel back the, you know, like middle of the night feed and you're like, you'll feed them in the morning and then you'll do like the dream feed at like 10 PM. Right. And it was sort of like, like, before the dream feed was no big deal like that was the easy one it's like i haven't even gone to sleep yet so right. like you know i can just go up there and like go do up that. there then you're gonna do the middle of the night and then i'll just get up early exactly yeah. yeah and and when you um when you miss that middle of the night feed all of a sudden like the dream feed like that 10 p.m feed you're like oh man like it's been nice that you've been sleeping for a few hours but like there's still more work to do before i go to bed and it's like right. what, what used to be the easy feed because you hadn't gone to bed yet was now sort of like the like Although again, to be fair, like I'm saying this as if it was like a huge, I, I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> she was right. so cute. Like, oh, well, yeah. she's like asleep and eating and it was adorable. So anyway, right. Yeah. Um, but continue. I feel like I keep interrupting you. No, no, it's totally fine. Um, so yeah, I was like, I felt like, you know, every time you climbed a stair, it was like, you could like pick up a card and be like, these are the ways your life are easier. Now, these, this is what this level of stairs will look like. Right. It's like, great. I feel like I'm reaching a, a point now where it's like, you're still going up the stairs. So it's still forward progress, but it's like, you pick up the card and it's like, and you don't sleep good again you're like no wait a second no wait 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 we left that one behind and it's like no it comes back <laughs> you just you you it's you're still going up it's still good but this thing is back now you're like that doesn't feel like it should come back though it felt like everything for a while was leading away from this they're like yeah you think that but actually now your kid's going to school so he has what's called like anxiety yeah and that's making him not sleep good for a little while so you're not going to sleep good again you're like i don't I don't, but okay. okay so <laughs> yeah. we didn't go backwards. No, still good. Still going up. Still great. Still progress. The I, this features back. <laughs> right. The the thing that that it has dawned on me absolutely. So like we we at, the, at this point in time we sleep through the night, which is amazing. But like I remember nights of my life where I would like wake up and I was either sick or I don't know if people have these. I feel like it was like a big thing in our household. We always called them growing pains. Oh yeah. Um, no, I think that's a real thing. Is it a real thing? Okay. I, I like, mean, I, you know, I remember like my, you know, limbs hurting. Yeah. Like I would wake <laughs> up in the middle of the night, like my shins or like my arms would like be physically like they would feel, um, as if they were uh, like like a deep bone bruise type of sensation, but right. like it's like you would wake up to the the feeling of the pain. Yeah, um, and it, it it was usually solved with something as easy as like like Motrin is what I remember, but I don't sure, know if that's yeah. right. Yeah, anyway, yeah, but just like some type use. of mild yeah. painkiller. Motrin's just um, ibuprofen. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, but the thing is, is that it's like. As I've gotten older and as Eddie has started sleeping through the night and everything and, and all is well on, on that front, um, I, I'm like, I know that I remember nights where I would wake up not feeling well and just be like, Mom, mm -hmm. Mom. Yeah. Right, yes, <laughs> you know, it's exactly. Like, it's like you're like kind of like testing the air a little bit as a kid because you're like, you're like, you know enough that you're not supposed to be loud at night while everything is quiet. But also it's like, I need you. Like I can't leave my bed because of circumstance, whatever is happening to me right now. Right. And I need you to hear me from across the house. Exactly. So and, here we go. Yeah. And so mom would always come in and, and you know, like whatever, um, be amazing. And, uh, you know, solve, solve whatever issue I was having. But it occurs to me, I'm like, the fact that I remember that means that I'm not through the woods 
exactly. Yeah. Yes. So I feel like, yeah, it's like, I think I don't want to say like Luke has anxiety. Like he's, you know, suffering like the way an adult would have with anxiety or something. Sure. sure, sure. I think he's yeah. just anxious about school yeah. and it's like, that's totally fine. And I totally expect this phase to uh, pass, but it doesn't mean it's not been like a four week long period <laughs> or right. something yep. where it's like, you know, maybe like 50, 50% of nights like is like up for some reason or other because he couldn't sleep because of whatever, because right. he's like worried about it or things are different or something's going on in his brain or it's like manifest, you know, like it, I think that is the ultimate source is like the ultimate, like the, the total change of, lifestyle right. but like it'll manifest in other ways like you know i saw a scary video or something and it's like it was you know by scary video do you, like i don't know not not really scary but that's the way it's manifesting right now yes 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 yeah, yeah no I, I i get that and i think that that's probably like the big thing too with with anxiety in general is that like the way in which it can turn innocuous things into less innocuous things as right. well where it's like oh man okay now I have to fear. Now I have to fear this thing too. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I can I can actually relate to Little Luke's through on that one. Yeah. So anyway, that's basically just my interesting. Um, I don't know uh, <laughs> the the phase I'm going through. I feel like for a long time there, it seemed like yeah, we were everyone's so good at sleeping. We go through the night, and suddenly I'm like. I feel like I'm like I'm like uh, I'm like baby sleep again here. I'm like up every night for some reason or another, and it's like this is we were supposed to be past this. I know, I know, yeah. and I do feel for you completely because I do know that you always have the struggle of like when you're awake, you can't fall back asleep it, either. It, yeah, it's it can be hard. Well, then I've also I mean a couple of weeks ago in the pop, you'll recall my glute injury, which is still present. Yeah, it yeah. is significantly better, but like definitely during the night is the worst time for it, where like I'm not moving, so it's like getting a bunch tighter so like that can that can be more difficult or you know i'm at this i'm at this like weird stage of the healing where it's like oh yeah for a while the idea of sitting down impossible laughable for more than three minutes now it's like yeah you can you can it's not so bad you can definitely sit down for like a while and you know record your podcast but it's like it while it's like because it was it's bearable enough doesn't mean it was still a good idea you know? yeah right yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah oh yeah no 60 minutes from now it's gonna hurt a lot more than if you you didn't sit for 60 minutes you know right 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 yeah. right yeah no so i can i can see where that would be uh an, an additional challenge in the scheme of things because you yeah. you yourself are like i really need my body to, to be to be healing yes right now yeah. and that is not always uh exceptionally easy not all the time i will say that while we were in vermont um you know a couple weeks ago now one of the things that did happen and, and i, I did start to feel your plight in such a massive way which i have always i jokingly been unempathetic towards because i was always jealous of the fact that you could like wake up and just be awake because my problem is the exact opposite like most of the time like i can wake up to like a trumpet being played in my face yeah and if it stops then i will be back asleep in like four seconds right like i'm like no big deal whatsoever pardon the interruption like i'm all good i'm mm -hmm. back you know let me let me pick up my dream right where i left off everything will be fine um however i do think that there's like a new gear as a parent that you find where um while we were in Vermont every night, Addie uh, was sleeping, you know, like in a new location and she was also sleeping in the same, you know, physical room as us and everything. And she would wake up in the middle of the night every single night. And each time that she woke up, I would be uh, very much awake and, yeah. and would struggle to fall asleep for yeah. multiple hours. <laughs> and it was like, well, that's just OK. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. So I did think about you on multiple occasions there. I was oh, like, thank you. I was like, this must be what Jay does. This must be should what I, it's like. Maybe I should text him right now and just see if he's up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, you awake? <laughs> like, I am. I am. What are you doing? <laughs> 
I'm, I'm watching YouTube on my phone. Yeah, yeah. there you go. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we got one last transition left in us. I mean, go for it, What's dude. The transition. Okay, Jay, so I think we got like one last bit of like kind of fun news that I feel like we can possibly discuss. Possibly fun. It is, this is like the most mysterious thing that I feel like has happened to us, uh, it, you know, sort of like in terms of cool opportunities possibly related to uh, what we do here yes. uh, at Super Carlin Brothers. Right. Um, we have, of course, in the past talked a lot about our uh, some of our really cool experiences where we've been invited down, uh, you know, by Disney to go experience like a new attraction that's been opening or something. Um, and right now we're, so, we're sort of amidst like what otherwise feels like like just such grand mystery like we it have like really we, because does. we don't know the shape of what's actually happening at all but like it's adding to the fun of it tenfold in my personal opinion because yes. i'm like this is you know when you're a kid and your anticipation for like christmas is right around the corner yeah. and you're sort of like oh my gosh there's gonna be like like presents mm -hmm, and gifts mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and and you know like excitement and fun and like you know yeah. mom and dad will all be in our pajamas like there's there's like all that like glory about it and like you don't know what to expect um you know it's it's rare as an adult i feel like to, to like recapture like that kind of sensation yeah and we've we've been sucked into this like oh you're right this like disney attraction like semi-cycle where like we're it seems like we're we're on the list of people they could invite to a thing right but like right. they they seem to have a pretty big list and you maybe maybe your name's gonna get called or drawn or not yeah and exactly yeah so like i remember like last year like we did the we did the star wars galaxy's edge yes um, yeah thing. we got to experience that yeah um, uh, or the um the halcyon uh and that was that was super cool, super fun. And like while you're down there, people are talking like, oh, yeah. And then later this year, we're opening up Guardians of the Galaxy. And you're like, OK, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Does that mean maybe what if we get where we're going to get to come down and do Guardians of the Galaxy? And it's right. like, <gasps> and then it like came and it went and you're like, oh, I guess we didn't get the call for that. But then you're like, OK, now Tron is opening later this year, though. And then like all of a sudden you got the email and it was like, what? Oh, yes. no way. Yeah, so that was like so exciting. Um, yeah. Uh, but not, and it's like, but those those are like rides at the park and so while we were down there for tron there was like you know you're sort of talking to the other people who've been invited down there to just like be a part of the event and stuff and uh, like i would say there was like maybe 25 percent of the people had like also recently been on a di like a similar event with disney aboard one of their cruise ships the like disney the, Dis wish. the disney wish where they yeah. were like you know, out there, like on the on the test drive Ford or something, and it yeah. was like, I gotta tell you something. Like going on a, a, a cruise seems like that is the jackpot. You know, uh, yeah, of like of like potential opportunities. Yeah, um, and so you know, we we sort of like whenever these emails come about, like I, I think that they sort of like know or like they're, maybe they're even just having fun on their end of the of the spectrum. And I mean, who knows? But. Um, we got an email that was that was like, you know, Disney is unveiling like the new Disney Treasure cruise line, um, you know, on September 30th, I believe. So this by the time you're listening to this, it would have already happened. August 30th. Oh, August 30th. Yeah. I'm sorry. August 30th. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so by the time you're listening to this, this will have already happened. But um, it was like, would you be willing to like RSVP to tune in for like the virtual reveal of the new event? And, you know, we were like, yeah, of course. Like this seems yeah. super cool. Like Great. we were like, like, let's see. And as a family, we are currently planning a, a Disney cruise 
Cruise. Anyway, so on our we, own, yeah. we, we will get to see what one of these is like. We're um, going on the wish. <laughs> we are going on the wish. Yeah. In uh, later in early 2024. Cannot believe that that is the year that is upon us. Um, anyway, though, so the the exciting slash anticipating moment that we can like, I feel like bring people along the ride for is like, you know, this morning. We got a shipment that arrived and it was it was sort of like associated with like this this reveal. So like all we had known was that we were we were RSVP'd for like a virtual event. So like as far as we we were concerned, it's like this could just be like a press event type thing, like, hey, look, new thing. Here's the details. Here's how many people can hold. Here's where it's going. Here's where it's going from. Look what's on board. Exactly. Like, you know, if you're interested, like, you know, um, call whatever. Um and um so we get this mysterious package in the mail and you open it up and there's like this like letter that like you read through and it's like all in character and everything. And it's like this like super embossed, you know, like thick piece yeah. of like card stock. And it's like, well, this is really like official Very feeling. Nice. And you flip it over and on the back, there's like, there's like a, like a set of clues. We have to like answer like riddles. And then like at the bottom of it, there's sort of like this, like, okay, use the third letter from the first word, use the second letter yeah. from the, you, you know, get your passcode. And then it's like, Oh, and one of the clues references the treasure, you you know, like, you know, you'll have to you'll have to open the treasure box that came yeah. with us. And you're like, there's like this little wooden box and the little wooden box has a lock on it. And like, where's the key? And it's like there's a hidden compartment on the box and you have to find the compartment and get the key and unlock it and then open a treasure map and then use the treasure map to get the clues. Right. Exactly. It's yeah. like to answer the final question. So like, you know, it's just a like cool little wooden yeah. ornate box. It's like it's uh, just beautiful. Um, You know, it's got like, the little like Disney cruise crest on it and everything. And so now now we're just like. So, like, we go through the whole process, we open up all the stuff, and, like, you know, we're, we're, we're finding out, and it's like, tune in on August 30th, and we're like, wait a second, but we knew about August 30th. We knew about August 30th, yeah. But, so. but, like, but like I am, like, my interest is, like, like at boiling point I right know, now. I'm like, 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 they sent us this, like, old treasure box thing, like, this is a, this is a tremendous amount of effort on their part to, like, custom make this treasure box and this map and send it to a bunch of people just to invite like to give you a password to go to a website to watch a video to invite you to an event and it's like you already invited us to this exact virtual event and it's like did you do all this because like there's like something else come like are we gonna are like are we gonna get to go on the are we gonna get to go on the boat are we gonna get to go on the boat are we gonna get to go on the boat tell me are we going on the boat and you're like okay but then you're like looking it up and it's like this is it seems like the thing you invited us to is like semi-public knowledge so it's like it's not like only the like yeah, if, you if, know, you're, like, if you're like if you follow like the Disney uh, like tourism blogs and stuff like that, yeah. like you know, it's it's like the the information is just available. Like it's it's not like we are uniquely invited to like this virtual event. Like right. anybody can watch it. Right. Um, so it's like, are you, do you just want us to promote the the virtual event or or? Or are we gonna get to go on the boat, man? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> the question. It's like I know. I know I, it's all, I'm like I'm like I don't want to ask the question. I don't want to. It it, it's like you know, I know. It's like, I wanna, but it's like it seems so cool. Seems though. Like it seems you went so to cool. a lot of effort. Like I just I'm just on the edge of my seat. That's know, all. That's know, all. So it's like, like it's like I just wanted to invite people to be on the edge of uh, on the edge of the seat with know, us because it's like there's so much like mystery surrounding it. So um, hopefully this isn't like one of those things where it's like we talk about it now and then. Um, you know, like it's like I know, either either I can't know. say anything about it or or anything, but uh, but it's, I, like, so it's like what is it? I don't want to. I, I feel like I'm setting myself up for like disappointment or something. I don't want to be excited because I don't know, and no exactly, one's promised yeah, yeah. me anything. Right. No one's said anything, but like I know people got to do an event like this for the last one you did, and it seems like maybe somehow we've been included on the list for the next one, and like I just mm, are we going on the boat? <laughs> 
<laughs> so, like, well, or is it just the, or is it just the stream? It's fine. It's, fine. It, it's just cool. fine. And the cool thing, and the great news is, the exciting and fascinating part is, is that we are going on a Disney cruise uh, either with, way with, with the families <laughs> and together on the horizon. Anyway, so it's like the great news. I feel like that is like that is like my absolute like you know it's like no matter what we're going on one of these. It's like yeah. this, this is still <laughs> this is still happening, and I'm very excited about it. It's gonna be so much fun. You know, like it's just gonna be really cool. So anyway, um, so that's that is like the piece that we have so far. Um, I know. Stay you know, so tuned. Stay tuned, and, and hopefully there will be more information to come. Um, <clears throat> we'll keep you posted. But otherwise, guys, I think that we have reached we have reached the official time yeah. for today. Actually, as we're recording this, we actually need to we need to sign off because we're about to go hop over to the live pop Q and A for the month of August. Yeah, the month uh, of August. So this uh, we do a live um, Q and A every other month for the pop uh, associated with Patreon, which you can find at Patreon.com/slash/PopcornCulture. So if you you'd can like, sign up for Jazzy J. For your ear hole pleasure. Oh, you brought it back full circle. Yeah, well done. <laughs> yeah. Full, full ear hole circle. <laughs> like was that your brain? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So if if you would ever be interested in lobbing some questions at Jay and I, uh, we would be happy to answer them. Um, it, it is honestly, it's a lot of fun. So just a cool stream uh, where you can come on and chat uh, alongside us, and we'll also have like a document with all the questions that people have pre-submitted as well. So really great time all around. We're about to leave here to go hop on that. Um, so otherwise, until next time, pop pop. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.